Grace and peace to you from God, our Father and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. What a year this has been. Have you ever heard that before in 2020? Exasperations like these are all too common anymore. And hopefully next Christmas, we will exclaim with joy, What a year this has been! With gleeful voices instead of beleaguered ones. There are times in life that fly by like a river of joy and others that limp along like a dry creek, dripping in desperation. This has been one of the latter. As we reflect on the incarnation of the Son of God, this year as much as any year, I hope we have a new appreciation of what God did when he was born in a barn 2,000 years ago. As we have been freshly and overwhelmingly forced to dwell upon our own mortality in this pandemic, we might ask, what kind of God would want to become mortal and take on a body that can be killed by something as small and stupid as the novel coronavirus? What kind of God does that? To descend from the eternal heavenly kingdom to be born into poverty in a body that is subject to disease and decay is something truly scandalous and beneath one who existed before time began. If nothing else, 2020 has shown us how humbling it was for God to become a child. Yet, it has also shown us how vulnerable God is willing to become for our sakes. God did not become human as a joke. The Son wasn't like, Heaven is pretty boring right now. You know what? I'm going to go die on earth. That sounds like fun. No. God the Son was serious when he descended to our world. He subjected himself to our vulnerabilities in mystifying and amazing ways. We know that Jesus grieved like we do, had differences with his parents like we do, felt the pangs of hunger and the dryness of thirst like we do and eventually came to know firsthand what it was to stare down his own death like we all must in our own time. While this year has certainly been strange and uncertain to most all of us, it has not been to God, because God was born as one of us, to walk in our shoes, feel as we feel, suffer as we suffer, hope as we hope, to love as we love, and eventually, to be resurrected as we pray we will one day be resurrected too. This Christmas Eve, we remember another profound truth. Not only was God born to suffer for our sakes, he also came to live as one of us. He knew what it was to wake up in the morning and feel the sun shining on his face, reminding him that he was still alive. He knew what it was to greet a neighbor, to remind them that they still have breath in their lungs, and be reminded of that wonderful truth in return. He knew what it was to feel the blistering heat of the midday sun, sapping at least a little bit of the life out of him, only to long for it amid the desert nights that chill one to the bone. He knew what it was to savor the fleeting moments of a mortal life, which make us all the more grateful for the limited days we have together, 
than if each went on forever. Christ knows what it is to live, walk, worry, and celebrate as one of us so that our lives might be cherished all the more in the kingdom of heaven. It is possible to imagine that the heavenly host would be angry that God would choose to be humbled in such a way for the sake of ones as fallen as us. But instead, they rejoiced too. Not only was this good news for we humble mortals who stood to benefit by gaining entry into eternal paradise with God once again. This was good news to those at God's side who looked on as heaven and earth were reconciled. They rejoiced that we who were lost would now be found, saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. You may think skeptically of these angels, that their boss made them act happy at the nativity of our Lord. Sort of like a work party that you don't really want to go to, but you know that you can earn points by showing up and playing your part, even when you don't feel like it. It is possible that the angels could have resented God's generosity over creatures so undeserving as us. Yet, I believe that the chorus of angels proclaiming, Glory to God in the highest, was the sweetest sound there ever was. God was doing something great, and those by God's side basked in the greatness of this humbling. They rejoiced at the meekness of this child, the low-born circumstances of his mother's labor, the meager earnings of his earthly father, all coming together to unite with his heavenly one. The joy of the heavens could not be contained at such a moment, for God was doing the greatest things among the least. Their joy was shared by the shepherds, of whom the angels proclaimed, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. These working poor were hardly the nobility that normally welcomed kings and emperors in the ancient world, but they were ones in the greatest need of a savior like so many have experienced in our world this year. They were not ones who had savings and big homes to rely on in times of trial. When life got hard, they had to get harder too. Sleeping like animals in the field night after night in hopes of meager survival wages, these men knew what it was to dream of paradise because for them, it was only imagined never experienced. Yet, they were the ones on whom the messengers of the Almighty proclaimed God's favor. They were the ones who would be made first in the kingdom to come. They were the ones who had the most to gain in God's great humbling on that remarkable night in Bethlehem. Though they seemed farthest from heaven, they too rejoiced that God was doing something great. Jesus' parents on earth were amazed at all of this. They would soon learn that even the stars were rejoicing at this miraculous event. But up to then, this child brought with him more joy and blessings than they could have ever thought possible. From the time that the angel had appeared to Mary to tell her that she would become pregnant, and from the time that the Lord had appeared to Joseph to reassure him that his fiancée had remained faithful, even though she was pregnant, 
God had been doing wonderful things in their life. They were not rich, high-born, citizens of a strong nation, or even inhabitants of a powerful city. But they were blessed beyond compare. Not only had God been born to earth, God had been born to them. It was for this reason that Mary treasured all the many wonderful things said of that night and pondered them in her heart. The greatness of God had been born in their lowly arms, so they, as much as anyone, reveled in the Lord's humbling. They knew without a doubt that the child whose head they had to cradle because it was so weak would one day wield the strength to defeat even death itself. They were favored indeed. This year, as much as any year, let us remember this Christmas Eve that though we have had things stripped away from us and been humbled in many ways, God was humbled first for our sakes. Out of the weakness of a child born to a poverty family in an oppressed country, God saved the world. And God saved us as one of us, so that both heaven and earth might be all the greater, because God entered into the brokenness of our here and now to promise better days ahead for all. I pray that you all have a Merry Christmas, and may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.